Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Rainy Milo. Hey! So you were born in, was it so South, was it Norwood? I'm from Southeast London. Wow, oh my god, yeah, I was born in, um, well, I wasn't born in, but I grew up and lived in an area called Nor Junction, yeah. in Southeast London. It's my ends. <laughs> For, did your parents live, like grow up there as well? or? My mom actually grew up in Guyana, in the Caribbean, um. but then she moved to London in like about when she was about 16 and wow. she moved to Selhurst which is basically like a mile away from South Norwood which is where she now lives with yeah. me. So she's pretty much stayed in the same area her whole life. Have you visited her family back there? I have. I haven't been back in years but I did. It's yeah. amazing. It's such like a, a very family orientated mm. culture over there. Yeah. I really love it and the weather's amazing of course. Do you and think the food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that influences the person you are now? Um, definitely. I feel like my mum just has this kind of like Caribbean sass and honesty about yeah. her and I feel like my strict and really Christian upbringing came from like that oh, Caribbean wow. influence that everybody has you know like you're raised to be a really obedient child and like you just be good and you don't give your parents any like you know yeah <laughs> and how about your dad my dad is English he is from like the English um, countryside a little town called Cobra in Sussex mm -hmm. um, and he was into music too so oh really? He both my mom and my dad kind of put me onto music. Yeah. yeah. I knew they had like a really strong like musical sense, but did they do mm -hmm. instruments as well? My dad plays guitar and he was the only male in an all-female rock band. Wow. So that was cool and he would do backing vocals too. Yeah. yeah. What kind of music was it? Uh like an indie rock vibe. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. And what kind of music did your mom really love? Well, um, like reggae, of course. Yeah. And her dad was a reggae DJ. Yeah, didn't he want to remix some of your stuff? Oh my God, literally, <laughs> even just when he drove me to the airport to come out here and he was like, yeah. oh, please, do you want me to make a remix or something? And I'm like, if you ask me one more time, I'm going to let him do it one day because it actually will be fire. I don't know why yeah. I don't just let him do it. How did he even get into it? Was he like really ahead of his time during that, doing all the I reggae have DJing? I no idea. I know that him and my grandma came to the UK in the 60s, like a lot of Caribbean people did. Mm -hmm. And um, he kind of hung out in this area that's like known for having a lot of Caribbean influence. It's called Brixton yeah. in South London. So he would do DJ parties there and like do just dancehall parties and that's was his thing and he's really good Damn. he still does it up to now so he did it like full-time throughout his whole career yeah he did yeah wow. he did that and he also was like a train conductor too <laughs> i know the balance is really like light and dark and your mom what does she do my mom is a seamstress she's really good at sewing yeah. and making clothes and so she does that for me sometimes that's where you got your whole style from yeah then. she's really out there i used yeah. to be so embarrassed when she would pick me up from school sometimes because i'd be like oh please god let it not be a crazy outfit and it always was of course every time <laughs> <laughs> what was her style like um just really out there avant-garde 
Um, and vintage, a lot of vintage inspiration too. Oh wow. Mm. And she, I read in a previous interview, she was like, even though you're broke, you still have to like dress the person you want to become Oh, you had like, yeah, my mom always taught me that. Like I would just, she'd say, you know, you might not have or be where you want to be yet, but you have to dress like you are already. Yeah. And so, she, you know, she raised me just because like we're poor, I didn't have much. You don't have to dress that way, you know? Yeah, And style that. doesn't cost money. It's like something within. Yeah. Did you early on also read a lot of like magazines or how did you develop the style that you have I now? I did. My mum is a bit of a hoarder when it comes to anything fashion. <laughs> so she keeps all her own clothes and she would also um, keep all of her old magazines. And so I would grow up looking at all like the old like 90s supermodels like Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell, of course, like yeah. all those 80s and 90s magazines. So I feel like that really influenced my style. Yeah. Did you ever have any like identity problems being like mixed race? Because I, a lot of people I've interviewed, because I'm also like yeah. half Chinese, half American, and they sometimes had like not bullying or like some other things like identity problems. Um, do you know what? I never felt like I had had that. And mm -hmm. my dad, it's funny when he was raising me, he always said, you know, you may feel like this one day, and like you don't fit in certain places. And I was, oh nah. But I suppose in some situations, which were always the wrong spaces for me, anyways, mm -hmm. you would feel like sometimes you know you're too black for one side or you're too white for another side mm -hmm. so definitely but I also feel like with my friends in my area I found like my place in the world because mm, everybody there yeah. I grew up with my mom mainly and so everybody in that area was Caribbean influenced so it was like we both were going home to having the same cooked meal at night yeah so I feel like I was lucky to be raised where I was yeah well, what is it actually like growing up with just your mom and your brother, right? My mom, my brother, and my sister. Oh, sister. And also. then when she moved out, she moved her across the street. So <laughs> it was like I was kind of annoying her all yeah. the time. Um, it was nice. I mean, I suppose we're almost a bit too intense because we're really in each other's spaces a lot. Yeah. But also, like when I'm out here, I miss them, you know. So yeah. I need it. I need them, and I need that family environment. Yeah. How about like a strong like father figure? Didn't he just like start being like your tour driver or something? Yeah, my dad definitely was always really a strong influence on like making me listen to more than just R and B and reggae. He expanded yeah. me to beyond that that I was getting at home at the time. And yeah, he became my tour bus yeah. driver because obviously he was in a band, so he has that experience. Oh, how do you describe yourself back then growing up? Oh, annoying! <laughs> I recently came across um, all these old VHS videos of me and I was just like so annoying, you couldn't shut me up. And I had like all this confidence that I wish I just had like a fraction of now. Because I'm like, where did it what go? Happened? I don't know. I think, do you know what? I was always really into musical theatre mm -hmm. and musicals. And then when I started going to school, like you guys call it elementary school out here. Yeah. Um, other kids weren't really into that so then that started to make me shy because then I was like oh I'm different then so mm. it kind of crushed all yeah, the preschool that. confidence that I had yeah um that I'm now currently trying to regain and I was watching <laughs> the videos like I want to be three <laughs> what kind of subjects were you into back then were you a school kid always the arts yeah um, yeah music art class and English too which obviously you know is about writing yeah. which is what I do now at what age would you say you started like poetry and stuff Oh, I'd say really early on we did like a poetry class in like year three. I feel like that's about eight years old and I was yeah. into it then. Damn, and then as really I got young. older, oh. I only started to truly, truly appreciate it at about 15, 16. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? I realized that these poems I'm writing, I could mix with melodies and that's yeah. a song. And then that was just like... <laughs> <laughs> do you have any favorite poets back then or writers? Oh, do you know what? I can't remember the name of the poet yeah. of this one song. I mean, 
one poem. Yeah. But it's um, basically called In Paris With You and it's kind of like a euphemism for every time they say I'm in Paris with you, they're trying to say I'm in love with you, but oh. they're just saying like, this is where we are right now. It's yeah. one of my favorites. I wish I could remember the poet's name right now. Yeah. So you're and Benjamin, Benjamin Zephaniah, of course, too. Mm -hmm. So your parents have always been supportive of your like music career really early on. Yeah, I've been really That's blessed so to have lucky. parents yeah. that were so creative, so they didn't mind me being yeah. about that. Because I've had a few friends that really wanted to be creative but suffered because their parents weren't, didn't see it as a real career. And when you started writing your own poetry, it was like you tweeted it, right? What made you want to put on Twitter? Um, I didn't. I didn't actually ever post any of the writing that I did until it finally became musical. Oh, when I okay. put into music, and I released yeah. that on YouTube and SoundCloud yeah. at 15 years old. I didn't think anybody was going to hear it, and then it just kind of blew up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember I was like sat in class at school a week after releasing my first track about you, and I had like A&Rs emailing me, and I had to Google what an A&R even was, and I was like, who are these people, and why do they keep signing yeah. off A&R at the bottom of the email? <laughs> so that was funny. Actually, with that, do you think it all came too easy, or...? Did um, you not actually, think that it would no. take that long? Well, the first initial breakout, probably with the interest, was easy. And it's funny because my dad, who was in a band, yeah. he found it funny because it never really took off as far as he wanted it to. And he was always laughing. He was like, I could never get any of these labels to listen to me. And now they're calling me about my daughter. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to oh. mess them around. <laughs> and when you were 14, you were like performing with like a lot of local musicians, right? Yeah. How, did you... Your parents were chill with that. I mean, 14's pretty young. Were they like older musicians or like people your age? Well, they were people my age, but yeah, my mum definitely had a problem with it because it was a lot of males too. So she was always yeah. like worried about you hanging out with these guys and stuff. And I'm like, no, mom, it's cool. Like I'm like a bro, I'm a bro, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think that shapes the music that you made now? Like that when you were 14, playing with those musicians. Um, I feel like that era was actually really necessary because yeah. that's kind of what birthed about you. I recorded that yeah. in a friend's bedroom. And they were who inspired me to put it out too, so I wouldn't even be talking to you without that period of my life. Damn. So, did you ever put out anything as in your own name without like the rainy Milo? No, never, yeah. never. I feel like actually my social media presence actually begun with rainy Milo anyways. Yeah. I wasn't ever online before then. Yeah. Yeah. And the story of your name is kind of interesting, right? Didn't someone like bully you and you had to like change it up? Yeah, it was so funny. So I, um, my real birth name was Rachel. Yeah. And I always used to say, guys, call me Ray instead of Rach because it sounds really annoying mm -hmm. to me anyways. And so then one day some kid at school was like, oh yeah, Rainy instead of Ray. And I was like, oh, I might keep that. And yeah. he was totally annoying. He was trying to be <laughs> annoying, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep this. And it stuck. How about the Milo? The Milo part came from um, this children's TV show yeah. in the UK. It's called The Tweenies, and there's characters on there called Jake and Milo. And one of my friends, I would call him Jake, and he would call me Milo. Yeah. And so that's where that came it's from. It's such a cool name. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but you decided to hold off on a lot of like labels reaching out. Where do you think you got that like confidence from that you know there's like bigger things to come? Um, I just uh, this is another thing that came from that yeah. era of being 14 and meeting other musicians, and they was like, no, you don't want to talk to labels because they'll put you in a 360, and I didn't even understand what that meant. Yeah. So then I had this deep fear, like, no, I don't want to do it. But also. 
I'm obsessed with creative freedom yeah. and I always had this image in my mind that I wouldn't have that if I was signed to a label. Yeah. So I said to them, you know, like, this is too early. I just released one song. You guys don't even understand what I'm about yet. Yeah. I'd appreciate it if you left me alone yeah. and let me do something and then I'll come back and see you, which is what happened after I created Limey independently yeah. with my team. Do you think that characteristic came from your parents or where do you think you got that like maturity from? Definitely and I feel like my F you towards labels also came from my dad's experience yeah. too so True. I always wanted to keep my music personal and to me and the internet I feel like just gives people so much freedom now that I'm mm -hmm. like what do we really need them for you know yeah. before you needed them for that like distribution and to be seen and it's like you can do that now on social media. Yeah. Would you say that your dad kind of mentored you early on? Um. Definitely, even like it wasn't a purposeful mentoring, but yeah. he definitely, his advice was always so spot on yeah. that he's become like a very necessary wow. part of my creating now. Yeah. Like once I've made something, I'll always send it to him and he'll literally send me back like three paragraphs in a text just completely criticizing it. But That's it's always amazing. Necessary. I mean, I barely meet any, <laughs> pretty much no one's parents can give them like musical advice yeah, and he's really super lucky. knowledgeable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean like out the three paragraphs, I'll take about three sentences <laughs> of the advice, but they're yeah. always really good pieces of advice. Yeah. Do you remember like what kind, which, what type of advice he told you like maybe on music related or um oh gosh there's so many I can't think of any like the most recent is yeah. kind of a very minute piece of advice but I sent him a track that had a guitar on it but it had like this really over the top effect and he's like you know what Ray I used to be really into all these wacky effects but you'll regret that in a few years time when these like cool effects like wear oh, thin true, yeah. so he was like just keep everything classic forever you're going to be able to listen to this forever and that was good advice yeah what made you want to start your own imprint? Just creative freedom again and just having yeah. my own thing and the idea of like having an ultimate goal of being able to find other artists and sign them to yeah. that would be cool. Do you ever find it difficult to have people take you seriously with even like, I mean imprint stuff there, it's a lot of responsibility. Uh, yeah, I've even, I remember years ago I did this um, interview with this guy, he was a lot older, and he was like to me, oh, I heard that you like turned down all these labels earlier on, that's really like mature decision, so like your management told you to say that, right, because it sounds good, and I was like, no, that really was like who I am. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely hard to get people to take you seriously sometimes, being like a young female and knowing what you want so much. And you also went to like a really famous like musical school, right? Yeah, I went to the Brit School for Performing Arts and it is the only performing arts school in the UK that was free. And so everybody oh, there wow. has to audition, nobody pays, it's all based That's on like crazy. talent. So that was really cool. Yeah, and like Adele and like Adele, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. yeah, that's an incredible roster they have. Leona Lewis too, she's an amazing voice. Oh, wow. Was that something that you want? You felt like you needed to do for your music career was to go to school? Oh well, actually, it, that wasn't based on my musical career because, as I said earlier, I was always really into musical theatre, oh, which is what yeah. I studied at that school. And then it wasn't until I was halfway through the course that I realised actually it's the music that's really inspiring yeah. me in musical theatre the most. And so that's what I really took to and yeah. carried on with. Do you see yourself doing some sort of like acting as well? I would love to be in a musical totally or write one. That. that would yeah. be cool. Or like the, do the music for a musical. Yeah. Something, some kind of involvement. What do you love so much about musicals? Uh, just because it's like a larger than life world. And a lot of the mm -hmm. ones that are my favorites were shot in Technicolor. So the colors are just like beyond being realistic too. Yeah. And just the bursting into song. I don't know. I kind of like that dream world. Yeah. 
And then you decided that you only did like two years or something before you went to like San Francisco, right? Yeah, I left school at 16 and just basically my manager had grown up in San Francisco in the Bay Area. She yeah. knew of a really cool studio with a lot of um, analog gear and she said this would be perfect for your vibe, you should come check it out. And I've been going back ever since. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest struggles? My biggest struggles? Um, finding new ways to say the same things in lyrics mm. that have been said a million times before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always trying to find like a new fresh way of saying something. Yeah. How do you think your sound has changed since you started putting, putting out those early tracks? Um, it's funny because I used to always think that I was being so honest with myself on the tracks but I still was like holding pieces back yeah. and I feel like I'm slowly over time, everything, every time it's like peeling more and more of the orange, mm. every record I make. Yeah. How would you say you've grown as a person since those early days? A lot, but I don't know how to describe it, but I know I feel different. I just yeah. know it. <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, great timeless lyrics. That's yeah. what I really pain myself over. So that would be amazing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye.